Welcome to the Healing Hour. I am your host, Athena Rodriguez, and we'll be having some healing conversations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Healing Hour. Today, we have a special returning guest, Alana. And um, Alana joined us back um, in our um, previous episode from two weeks ago, episode nine. And she's here again to speak with us. So, Alana, introduce yourself a little bit again. I know they heard you last time, but... So my name's Alana. Um, Athena and I have been friends. Uh, how long? About. I lost count. <laughs> it's coming up on a decade almost. Right. Yeah. For lifer. For lifer, <laughs> and you know we've just been growing, and I love her. It's my homie. It's my dog. For the Period. dogs. Period. For the dogs. <laughs> For the dogs. <laughs> but yeah. yes. So today we're going to. Um, kind of continues talking about some of the subjects that we hit on with our last show. And that was a, all about the concept of finding yourself um, and pretty much not just finding yourself, but like finding your purpose, I feel like, um, and cutting away people who don't align with that purpose. Gotta go. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people had to go. Like, yes. A lot of people had to go, even since the last episode. absolutely yes when you are on a new path and you're trying to do something either people will weed themselves out your life or god will take them away because they you know the blessings that are coming they can't experience that with you it's not enough room for them and so i had to learn that and it you know it's not easy it's not easy letting people go you may have had 10 years, 15 years, may even be family, but they got to go. They got to go. They can't, you know, everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. Um, And it's crazy that you said that because earlier in the year, I actually had that spiritual download um, while I was communicating um, with the ancestors and, and with God. I literally got that download in my head. Everybody can't go. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't go. And I feel like, especially whenever it's people you care about, it's hard to let them go. Yeah. And then you realize that those are the same people dragging, you know, they're, they're, they got tra- their hand on your feet while you're trying to ascend. Yes. No, cause, because some people, they're not comfortable with seeing you elevate. Right. And instead of trying to elevate with you, they want to keep you in the same place as them. And that. That's really hurtful when you think about it because it's right. like we want to grow and they don't want to see you grow. I think it's an ego thing more than anything. It's like people kind of figure like, oh, um, they're too good for me now. Instead of what can I do to meet them where they're at now, it's, oh, she's, she thinks she's too good to 
You know what I'm saying? Like she's oh, acting brand new. It's, oh, it's of. you're arrogant. You think you're too good or don't forget where you came from. Right. Why is it why is that always a thing? As soon as you get to another level, don't forget where you came from. Mm. Why? Like that's the point was for me to get somewhere else. Right. <laughs> that's the point for me not to say this not to stay the same. People look at you strange. Or say you change. But say I didn't work this hard to stay the same. Exactly. Like and I feel like change is good. If you're not changing, I mean, look at the people you know, right? If nothing is improving in their life, how are they walking around? Right. Bitter. Mad. Mad. <laughs> Angry. Definitely. And I notice people that are always trying to move forward in life, always trying to change, they're not negative. Right. They're not talking down. Mm. They're not doing none of that. And those are the people I want to be around. And, you know, after a while, I had to realize why do I want to keep these people around that don't want to see me up? Exactly. Like, they're not coming with anything positive. It's just negative all the time. Yep. And that's draining. Like, that can get into your spirit, you know? Is that Spirits mindset? attach themselves to others. Mm-hmm. And when you're around people that mean well and are doing well, it's never negativity. Right. They don't have time for that because they're focusing. Exactly. You know? And... You Sometimes. have to get out of your body and see and really like assess and do um, do an audit even of your friendships and of your relationships. Yeah. Like what what is the basis of our conversations? Right. Because I know when I'm with this friend, like this is what we talk about. And I know when I'm with, with that person, like this is how the conversations go. Like, do you find that your uh, conversations are centered around like other people's business, like gossip, n- like and another topic we're gonna we're gonna hit on men, um, <laughs> and it's just like certain people bring certain things out of you, and the only way to really ascend and to change is to take yourself out of that out of that matrix. And I feel like whenever you're operating out of um out of a place of ego, because like before my spiritual journey. I operated out of a place of ego. Like, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm a fire sign. And the thing about Leos, Aries, and Sagittarius is that we have big egos. Like, that's just our thing. So um, whenever I was able to assess, okay, what comes from ego and what comes – ego is tied to emotions. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's, – you're not thinking with your higher self. So you're not thinking at the situation – from uh, from a higher mindset, you're thinking of, you're operating an ego, meaning that um, you're not doing things that benefit you or anybody else. You're only thinking about you. And granted, your ego is is a defense mechanism. Um, your ego protects you from people who are set out to, to tear you down. Um, your ego gives you that like no, no, you're not doing that. But your ego can also destroy you at the same time mm-hmm. if you're not controlling it and so I was I was participating in certain relationships and certain friendships because I was operating in a place of ego I didn't want to let these people go even though I knew that there was nothing more than I can get out of the relationship it was just the fact that and and when certain people left me Mm -hmm. when I've had friends who had made their ascension before I made my ascension right and so operating out of ego I was really upset because my ego self was telling me they think they're better than you. Mm -hmm. And that's why they left you there. Instead of they're on their own path, our relationship is not elevating them. 
maybe they can, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. once, and then it's no surprise that whenever I elevated some of the people, I was able to meet with them again. Yeah. It was a meeting of the minds again because I was able to grow up. I was able to kill my ego mm-hmm. um, and not take it personally that they had to they had to leave me in order to continue their journey. Right. And ironically, I left other people to to meet those people again. So it's I, I once I started looking at it in a place of it's not me. It's whatever they're going through. It's their path. Their life does not center around our friendship and communicating with me and being there for me. They have to do what's best for them. That's whenever life opened up for me. Right. That makes sense. Like, losing friends, and I think a lot of people miss when, like, y'all are going on different paths, that it's okay. Right. It's okay. Like, for me. I have always been a person that's about my money. Capricorn vibes. Real Capricorn, (laughs) period. I've always been about my money. I'm also the oldest child, so I couldn't be a Mm screw-up. And, you know, I never really just cared about romantic relationships, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got older. And I used to have friends that that's all they talked about. Yeah. And so if you have people... That are always centering relationships and men. You're going to clash with a person like myself, like yourself, because that's not my main focus. That's not my main goal. And women like that, like I, it's no disrespect because that that's you living in your truth. That's who you are, right? <laughs> I could not stay friends with people like that because yeah, we have nothing to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do more right. than just have a man in my face. I mean, it's right. nice. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's nice. nice. It's but nice to have a man and then put him back on the shelf when it's time to go back on the shelf. I feel like it's very important to pour into yourself instead of just pouring into a man. Because right. men, <laughs> they're going to do what they need to do. They're okay? going to do what they need to do regardless. They, they, because at the end of the day, men don't think what a scarcity you know, mindset. Right. They always know women will always be there. Yep. Women will always be there. No matter how fugly that man is, he just knows there's another desperate woman waiting around the corner. Period. And that's fine. He can go find her. But I just, I, I can't get down with just focusing solely on men. And when I got out of a relationship, that is when I was able to focus on myself. 24 7 24 7 and then also I had to realize that person I wasn't supposed to be with those friends that I had they couldn't come with me Mm -hmm. life looks totally different than what than how it looks when I was with them you had to take that risk though you had to take the discomfort route it was it was it was very uncomfortable I lost people that I grew up with right and it's like dang like you know, but then I realized some things like maybe they shouldn't have been here in the first place. But they serve their purpose. <laughs> they serve their purpose for what their purpose yeah. was. Yeah, everybody has a chapter. Everybody has, you know, some chapters longer than others. And, then, you know, some people are here for a lifetime. But that's no shade to them. Right. But I'm grateful for the things that I've learned from each person, you know? Mm hmm. So I can't really blame them, but I really feel like it is important to 
pour into yourself because as women, you know, as life goes on, we become mothers, we become wives. Right. If you're not in that position, it's important to pour into yourself because what happens when you don't have that? You mm-hmm. know, what happens when, I don't know, 15 years down the line, you're married and you have kids and it's like, after that, you have nothing. Right. You know? I mean, we've seen women that have gotten married young and then, like, later on, their kids get older. They're just like, what? Like, they don't know what's going on. And I feel like that's yeah. important to just, it's important to have your own thing instead of just focusing on men. Oh, my God. This this topic. Okay, like, I resonate with this so much. Like, it's, there's nothing more important for a 20-something-year-old woman than to literally focus on yourself. <laughs> like, focus on yourself. Like, like I get this question from, from men all the time, right? I always get this question is, why are you single? Why are you single? You're the whole, you're the whole package. Why are you single? And it never crosses their mind that maybe I'm single because I want to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe men aren't constantly leaving me. Maybe I'm constantly leaving men who aren't fulfilling me in the ways that I need to grow. Like maybe the more I grow, the more a man, whatever man I'm dating at the time, isn't willing to grow with me. And so then I leave him, <laughs> right? right? Like we always assume that whenever a woman's single, it's because she can't keep a man. Um, Ooh, and, I want us, and I want us to stray away from that. And I want us to really really think maybe a man can't keep up with her um, and maybe she's not hyper masculine maybe she's focused on yourself at this age when people ask me why I'm single at this age it's simply because I am a baby I'm a child I'm not gonna sit here and be a child bride like <laughs> I've, been, I've been proposed to plenty of times it's <laughs> not a flex that, like and, I'm and, going and, through and a couple rings but at the end of the day like it's at 24 years old At 24 years old, men are not and should not be my main focus. My main focus is to get to my higher self so that I can attract the highest of the high men, not just not just financially, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mentally mature men. Because if I stop, if I if I settle down at this age, if I settle down right now, even though love feels good and I love being in love. I'm so I'm shortchanging myself. I'm a baby and I need to focus on <laughs> raising myself right now. Like I feel that. Yeah, it's like we said, focus on yourself. Keeping a man is not it's not the flex people think it is. Anybody can keep a man. Anybody can keep a man. Let, you just gotta let, let him dog, dog walk you. Yeah. And I <laughs> notice a lot of women that love saying that, oh, you can't keep a man. You can what do y'all have going for yourself? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of a t- nine times out of ten, most women that love to throw in other people's faces, oh, you can't keep a man, you can't keep a man. What do they have going for themselves? You know, like that's all you can say you've done. That that's where your accolades. You know, who are you outside of this man? Who are you? Like no personality and my man, my man, my man. Yeah, is my man, my man, my man. But <laughs> and that's not to say that, you know, um, that's and, and I don't and I don't like to entertain the gender war because we both need each other. But at a certain Facts. point, 
right? Yeah. So it's not to say that you're ne- it's not to say that you're never going to need a man, but there's just certain phases in your life to where you need to be in the front seat, not a man. You need to steer your own wheel, not a man. Um, these twenties. Yeah, you're you're needing a man before you're a finished product. And that's where the problem is. It's not like, oh, we don't need men. Like, yeah, because when a relationship is done correctly with two evolved human beings, it's beautiful. Yeah. But when you're trying to climb, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're, and women, we have this like nurturing trait, right? Right. To where, like you were saying, like, we become mothers and we become big sisters and things. And so we start looking after people before ourselves. Right. And so naturally in relationships, most women put themselves on the back burner mm-hmm. and put their relationship. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm guilty of this. And that's why I say I'm, I'm so like intentionally single right now because I just can't afford to do that. When I have to grow so much, I can't afford to put all my eggs in their baskets. Right. It's, yeah, you really got to put yourself first. And, you know, like she said, being your older sister, it's so easy to put yourself on the back burner. I'm always thinking about other people and how I can make their lives easier. And it wasn't until like this week where I was like, okay, I need my own space. Right. I need to be by myself. I need to turn my phone off, but I can't turn mm-hmm. it off because people are always calling me. No, you need to turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off because and even if it is a dire emergency, what are you going to do about it? Because, <laughs> you know, you got to think everybody has their life, mm-hmm. right? There's still stuff I want to do. And me pouring into other people's cups, mm. it has drained me right. entirely. Like, I'm a writer. And being a writer takes time, it takes effort, and it takes creativity. Mm-hmm. How can I be creative if I have somebody bugging me, if I have people calling me all the time and, you know, just playing certain roles? It's it's draining. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus on me. As you should, unapologetically. And, and people will try to make you feel bad for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, all of a sudden you're masculine. You're selfish. Or you're selfish. That's a compliment these days. Yeah. When it, people call me selfish, I'm like, thank you, because that means I've changed. That means I've changed. I've been in my head so I've been in my head so long with people pleasing and and People maybe, pleasing. you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm not, um, maybe this, like, feeling bad for saying no, feeling bad for not being available, feeling bad for um, putting others, um, for feeling bad for seeking approval and dishonoring myself in the process, you know? But now, these days, I'm just like, F it. Like, people, the people that you have to people please are never going to be pleased anyway. Never. And they're still going to come back and ask for more. Exactly. That's the thing. And people pleasing, if you can get out of that habit, get out of it. Because people pleasing caused me to be an overthinker. It caused me to take my ass to therapy. Anxiety out the roof. Anxiety. And it's like, why am I being anxious Mm. about people and, you know, what they need from me? But I'm the type of person that doesn't ask for anything. Right. You know? And it's like, okay. At some point, I got to chill. I got to stop picking up that phone. I got to stop being so available because I've noticed that when you are so available, people don't respect your time. Mm. People don't respect what you have going on. People just feel like you can just fit them in. And it's like, no, but I guarantee you, 
those same people have the craziest boundaries. Oh, yeah. People oh, yeah. that have, like, the most strictest boundaries stay. Are so eager to cross yours. So eager to cross yours. And it's really sad mm-hmm. because, you know, I've been backwards for people. Right. And if I ask them to do something for me, oh, it's met with so much resistance. Mm-hmm. So much resistance. And as coming from people, because, you know, we don't ask people for nothing. Right. Right. Like, we, we really don't. And there's been times I've had people that have always needed something from me, but at the same time treated me like shit. Yeah. And it's like, why? Yeah. Like, why, why is that a thing? Like, mm-hmm. the main people that always need something are the main ones that treat you like crap. But right. the people, like you said, the people that could, that don't. Wouldn't. Because they care, yeah. they're, they're, they're afraid to ask you to stretch yourself then. And if they are asking, it's out of a place of actual need and not a place of using. Like, I'm going to ask her because I know she's going to do it. Right. I know she's available. This, that, and the third. Like, I, me personally, because I am an overthinker and I am anxious, I don't like to inconvenience no one. Right. But you have people, they, they don't care. They don't care. Girl, the you, best you, advice. It's, mm-hmm. it's the... It's the you have to do this. Yeah. It's the entitlement for me. Uh-huh. And after I realized like what that was, I had to cut ties with those folks. Right. Because people, like I said, they're asking you for things that they couldn't even give you. Definitely. And I, are entitled to it. Entitled. No. I definitely <laughs> feel like the, like some of like the best advice that I had received was actually, I don't remember if it was from my mom or my aunt. And so, like, like my family dynamic is, like, like I grew up in grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I call my gr- my grandmother mama, um, and I revere to her like a mom. Like, it's, it's not like a typical grandmother relationship to mm-hmm. where I don't have to answer to her. Like, no, I have to answer to her. Like, even at, even at <laughs> the tender age of, like, about <laughs> to be 25, if she says no, then it simply has to be no. So, um it was um it was like a couple years back and like I said I don't remember if it was my mom or my aunt but they were like do you know why your why your grandmother is constantly asking a lot from you and like judges every little thing you do and um and has such high expectations for you and I was like why they were like you don't disappoint her enough if you started disappointing her I promise you because my thing was I'm like she doesn't bother the other kids like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm like, okay, like, I'm not perfect by any means. But I'm like, okay, I'm out here doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been living away from home for, like, years, you know, and I've been doing a pretty good job taking care of myself. And I know I'm not that wild. I've had my wild days. And I've had, I have insane stories. But to my core, I'm a stable person. <laughs> I'm a responsible person. So I'm like, she can't be going so hard on me for no reason. And that was it. They told me to get used to disappointing her because she's going to stop expecting top-tier treatment if you start disappointing her. And so I took that, and I started applying that um, during my healing journey. And and my interactions with people is just like, sometimes, as a people pleaser, that shit, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom, like, disappointing her because, like, fearing the consequences, but that's just people pleasing. In reality, it's gonna be okay. Like, she's not gonna kill you. (laughs) <laughs> oldest sister syndrome right but it's like hmm 
let me start disappointing. So let the disappointment begin, not just with my grandmother, but everybody, just so they know that, like, she's not, she's not, uh, you know what I'm saying, good old faithful all yeah. the time. Like, disappoint some people. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. Being the family disappointment is not that bad. Because you start from rock bottom, right? They don't ask you for nothing. They don't ask you for nothing. They don't expect nothing. Like the pressure, the pressure isn't as high. If you grew up, and I'm not perfect either, but quote unquote the poster child, you can't screw up. Mm -hmm. You excellence is expected from you all the time, and that puts a lot of pressure on you. That's why, like, I'm low key jealous of the screw up in the family because. They can always change. Right. If you if you were the person that's always had your stuff together, do you know the amount of shame, the amount shame. of guilt that's going to be placed upon you? The screw up in the family? Okay. Who's they? I'm afraid of having kids at, at 25 years old. I'm about to be 25 in a couple months. At 20, at t- damn near 25, I am still terrified to bring a baby home to my family because I'm going to feel like it's a teenage pregnancy because I'm going to feel like Facts. I'm letting everybody down. My grandma know what I'm doing. Like That's what I'm saying. Like It'll feel like a teenage pregnancy because it's going to be like, wow, we are so disappointed in you. And I'm like, even though 25 is like actually like a really like common age yeah. to have kids. Mid to late 20s, yeah. I mean, I still feel that way. I'm 27 and, you know, my brother, he has a baby on the way. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like, what is going on? Children having children. Babies having babies. <laughs> babies and I'm like, babies. that's just not my path right now. Yeah. And I've noticed that, you know, because in society, they'll try to make you feel bad mm-hmm. because you are career focused. You're focused on pouring into yourself. But it's like, no, it's just not my path because I feel like if God wanted me to be in that position, I would have been in that position. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about um, (laughs) learning how to disappoint people, taking your time as your time and not sharing it with others, being selfish. Mm -hmm. And um, I really want to talk about the Barbie movie, y'all. I feel like the Barbie movie, every woman needs to see the Barbie movie, period, of all ages. Um, It was so real. It was so raw. Um, And there were so many messages that hit for women of all classes, all races, all everything. Um, and one, the major theme for me, um, and I'm going to, I want to see your point of view too, Lana, mm-hmm. but I feel like the major thing that I got from it was to decenter men from your life. Um, because um, whenever, whenever it was just like, Barbie was focused on Barbies. Right. They were doctors. They were, there was a women president. Like, they were Barbies living up to their full potential, driving their own convertibles, living in their own houses. Dream houses. Exactly. Period. Until the Kins decided that they were going to brainwash the Barbies into making them the focus of the Barbies' lives. Mm -hmm. And so the women started... They didn't hold powers of position and uh, positions and power anymore. Um, then they started being the bottle girl Barbies, which there's nothing wrong with being a bottle girl, but it was Get just funny money. that they threw that in there. And it started. We started having industry, being working in industries, serving men, catering to men. We they didn't have their own houses anymore. 
and they didn't they didn't know who they were and they didn't have their own aspirations and it's such a parallel to what we have going on right now like what was your main takeaway from the barbie movie child you know i'm gonna break a movie down if i do anything we got a director in a house <laughs> so um i really liked the barbie movie mm. i liked that women had their own I really love to see women be bosses. I think it's beautiful. Um, I also liked how Ken and Barbie left what was no longer serving them. Mm. I feel like as a society and as people, we tend to stay in situations that no longer serve us. Right. And it's not healthy. Like, Ken was like, I really don't want to run anything. I just like horses. And Barbie (laughs) was like, okay, this is getting old. Okay, I need something new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's a good way to know, like, when you need to pivot. Right. When you need to leave a job, when you need to leave a relationship, when you need to get rid of friends. And I really like the Barbie movie also because it was just empowering. Empowering. Oh, Lord, I can't speak. <laughs> empowering to women. And, you know, it just showed them you can be more than yeah. just be in a man's face like Barbie was not worried about Ken you know and and you know what one thing that my mom and any other women in my family has told me is do not chase men men should be chasing women right and that's how you end up with men who don't like you right and I just really like that Barbie was focused on what she had going on and when you do that you see how she was living she had her own house her own car her dream house a dream that's hers doing it up. she had her own her own little sliding down driveway convertible Girl. drop do, drop top period in the chanel and the, sh- and the did chanel, you the chanel? did Girl, you paint the, the chanel? chanel earrings the chanel period in her own money and i really like that barbie the whole i didn't because i didn't know the full story of barbie you know, yeah, we just grew up with yeah. Barbies. And I thought it was so funny they had the pregnant Barbie in there because... I got one one year, <laughs> and my mom cussed her friend the hell out and threw away the pregnant Barbie. Cause hey, her Barbies thought, are cheap. Her friend thought it would be funny because my mom had me as a teenager. She was like, oh, I'm pregnant Barbie, pregnant teenage Barbie, just like you. My mom was like, give me that. I never got to play with her. I never got to play with her. Child, <laughs> I had a black Barbie. I had a Beyonce Barbie. I'm screaming. Where'd you get that from? Girl... <laughs> that's Texas for real because how do you find a Beyonce Barbie no Destiny's Child had Barbies uh, like yeah they. I had the they Beyonce Barbie they didn't have Barbie. them in Boston <laughs> I, I don't know but then you know I am a little older than you so. true <laughs> I was I, I had to be what six so you had to be three girl you was not playing with the Barbies girl but also like how Barbie goes against just straight up gender roles because mm. it was the baby doll at first. Right. It was. And then because if you think about it, the toys that we grew up playing, like girl, I had a little easy bake oven. Right. You know, I had a vacuum cleaner <laughs> and, and I'm just trying to figure out why are y'all letting these little three year olds play with vacuum cleaners? What is fun about pushing a vacuum cleaner? And the little boys, they have fun stuff. They right. have fire trucks, dump trucks. Mm-hmm. It's really wild what we used to play with as kids. 
Because right. why did I think vacuuming would be fun? Hey, that little vacuum dirt double <laughs> thing, that thing used to pick up, okay? I used to vacuum the hell out of my room. Yeah, all of the female all of the female toys center around yeah. taking care of things. I even had a, a had a I had a dog, like a one of them robot dogs. Like it's always something to take Mixed. care of when you're a woman and it's always something to play with when you're a man. Yeah, like how y'all know I don't like to paint or so saying, like, write. Because I did. I did like writing as a I kid. Love and, yeah, I, I really like how Barbie came and <laughs> shook the table because mm. she was like, we are doctors, we are table. lawyers, we are politicians. You know, and everybody was cute. Everybody had their own thing going on. And I feel like a lot of women could learn from Barbie. Decenter these men. I'm not saying men aren't good. We both need each other. but At different times, though. Yeah, different times. But <laughs> once you enjoy being President Barbie, then you can go be housemaid Barbie. Yes. Michelle <laughs> met Obama when? After she already accomplished what she set out to accomplish. Right. And, and it's I, like, don't shortchange yourself and make Ken the center of your world. When Ken don't even know what Ken wants. Ken don't. Like, he, he just walked outside and said, oh, patriarchy. Let men run this. And then he don't even want to run. Hell, you know. You don't know. The run. funniest part to me, the funniest part to me throughout the whole Barbie movie was whenever she was like partying with her homegirls and it was like late at night. And Ken was like, Oh, I was thinking I was going to like come in. And she was like, It's girls' night, Ken. And Ken is like, Oh, so when is it not girls' night? And Barbie was like, Oh, Ken, it's girls' night every night. <laughs> I loved that. It was just, it signified, like, the strength and, like, sisterhood for me. Like, yeah. when women, whenever, there's nothing like women so, actually getting along. Like, the the, the, the bonds that we form yes. are so much deeper than, like, male relationships. And the quicker that women realize that, the happier they'll be when they when they start to make time for women and encouraging women yeah. and being happy for women and making yes. women friends, like making friends. There's nothing being like that. Being actual friends. Right. Like there is nothing like being friends with people that support you, love you, and push you to be better. Right. Like I've noticed like the people that I have in my corner now – they hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you may not like to hear what they saying, but you need people like that. Right. You don't need yes people. You need people that hold you accountable, that support you and love you. Though. Respectfully, though. Some of y'all just talking sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Because also, you also need to know what your gifts are. <laughs> Right. If talking to people is not your gift, maybe you shouldn't do it like that. Maybe you, you know, and then also you need to ask yourself, are you even in that position mm. to be talking sugar, honey, ice, tea? But some girls are just not girls, girls. I don't like those girls. That part. Because it's supposed to be girls night every night. I just, I, I'm going to emphasize that she literally played with Ken and, like, had her fun with Ken and was like, all right, anyways, like, <laughs> yeah. that's how it should be. Like, you entertain relationships and you entertain boys, men, whatever. And then you immediately are like, okay, now it's my time. You know, instead of just, like, making your whole existence about them and right. making your whole personality about my man, my man, my man. 
it's so important to just and and I feel like women who who know who have that like Barbie trait where she was able to have fun with Ken but not make him her world are so much happier in society period my grandma told me don't focus on yourself if my grandma is saying that right we love a sag queen but my grandma has even said get your money focus on you yeah all of that will come and this woman is how old is my mom like 70 80 that's a lot of life to live right and for her to tell me only in my 20s you know you think you got everything figured out you don't this lady is 70 years old talking about get your money you never see older women tell young girls like our age, you know what, you're on a time clock, you need to hurry up, you need to find a man, you need to have kids, you need to settle down. Every single woman that I've talked to that are that is older, regardless of socioeconomic status, race, gender, not gender, their career, but anyways, <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they always have the same advice. They're always like, don't rush it. No, don't rush even it. That's why mom. I'm making a point. Don't rush it. If a relationship doesn't work out, I'm not rushing it. Men love to convince you that if you're not um, like on the hunt to find a man, like in your early, in your early twenties, that you're gonna be in uh, that you're gonna die old and alone. Like that's not the case. There's um. you have so much time, and now whenever <coughs> whenever I do decide to put myself out there for a husband to find me because, baby, I'm still not going to go look for a husband. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, it's it's not going to be on the basis of survival or anything. It's going to be purely I have everything I need, so what are you going to bring to the table that I don't already have? Right. You know, it's not going to be survival. It's not going to be on some sprinkle, sprinkle, even though I love Shira. I love but Shira you know Seven. What? Shira... I like her, but she also said, when you pour into yourself, focus on yourself, you know, have your own money, how much taller would you walk if you know you don't need someone? You just know. Like, you want them. You don't need them. And so when you operate out of survival, it's a different move. But when you operate out of just having your own, Mm -hmm. they can't tell you nothing. Like, I love the fact that, whether a man is here or not, I'm still going to be doing stuff. My I'm chips still, are bigger. Like, my bargaining chip at the table is going to be different. Yeah, like, what are you bringing to me that I'm not giving to myself? And mm. I feel like that's the problem today. A lot of men aren't willing to step up and become more because they don't want to go that high. They mm. don't want to come. They don't want to come with what comes with, you know, paying for you. Exactly. And and then it's not just money. It's mental Mm -hmm. growth. It's spiritual growth. I mean, I wanted somebody to just go to church. And it was too much. (laughs) I just wanted you to go to church. It's just too much. The trips wasn't a problem. (laughs) The the spending money wasn't a problem. It was the church. It's because men need to be needed. It's a fundamental need for men to be needed. That's why they choose women who need them. But because they know that there's always going to be women, like the scarcity mindset, they know there are always going to be women who don't want to be single, who are afraid to be alone, so that way they'll deal with an unfinished product of a man just to say that they have a man. And um, just kind of like back to the Barbie movie. Before the, remember, they couldn't have any real change in the Kens until all of the Barbies were on code. 
when when the Barbies, when half the Barbies were still my man, my man, and half the Barbies realized who they were, they know that like Ken can keep switching them out. Ken can right. what, if women if women learn that if women actually stood ten toes down. And they actually started, like, to demand things for themselves, like, basic necessities, like, respect, monogamy, whatever have it. And they weren't so desperate for a Ken. Ken's cannot treat you like shit. And look at what they were (laughs) able to accomplish. While the men were out here going to war with each other, they don't even know why they were fighting. They They don't even know why they they were fighting. They were out there doing niche. Yeah. (laughs) All of the women were sitting there at Congress. Plotting, taking over. And it's like, okay, y'all, Barbie is telling us to stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. And and not just stand up, but unite. 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 Unity is important. We have to get on code. And because think about it. If men if men know that, okay, this may not fly with you, but this will fly with ninety nine other women, what are they gonna do? They're not gonna change themselves. They're gonna go for the other ninety nine women. But if the ninety nine women got on code with the one, then they know that they have to change their behaviors. Right. And men are gonna go where they are allowed to do what they wanna do. Men want peace. That's <coughs> all men want is peace. And if you're providing peace when he's giving you pure chaos, he's going to stay with you. Not just you though. Because men are conquerors and they're always gonna want more. So they're not so by you settling for that, don't think that you won a prize. That just means that you're that you moved to Main Island. There's still gonna be other women on Fantasy Island that he's gonna go row his little boat to whenever uh, he gets bored. So stop settling thinking that you know, stop dating with a scarcity mindset. Stop dating Fact. thinking that this is the only man who's going to love you because every single relationship, Alana, and you know I've been to you about my relationships, every single relationship I get into, and I know y'all are listening because y'all don't stop stalking me. <laughs> y'all always say, <laughs> y'all always say, no one is going <clears throat> to love you or treat you the way that I treat you. If all three of my relationships have said that, there's a common denominator there. Somebody will do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, don't I don't I don't date with a scarcity mindset in a sense to where like, dang, nobody is gonna love me how this one guy said he's gonna love me. No, because the next guy says the same thing. Because why? Because he's into me just like the last one. Because it's who you are as a person. It's your energy and your vibe. Like, you're not the only one that's gonna see my energy and my vibe and really right. vibe with it. So it's like, get right or get left. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't be going through this if you would have just got right. Yeah, but the other but it's the other Barbies logical. don't make the cans get right. <sighs> Decrepit Barbie, lame Barbie, pick me Barbie, <laughs> like pigmeishas. The pigmeishas. I I just wanna I just wanna rub your feet and, and massage you and give you a plate and you ain't got to do anything for me, baby. You ain't got to you ain't got to you you ain't got to take care of me. You ain't got to provide for me. You ain't have to. You don't have to even go to church if you don't have a God. When, I, when I'm passionate about God, then go ahead because just the male presence in my house makes me feel comfortable, baby. And that is why I say a big message <clears throat> from Barbie is leave things that no longer serve you. See the red flags in the beginning. If he has trouble praying over the food, run, please, really fast. If Ain't no leadership you, in that house. Ain't no God in that house. Yeah, and, and I mean, this... If you grew up like that or if you know, like, 
you grew up in church and you get with somebody that did not grow up in church, just leave them alone. Because at my church, they were talking about it. They was like, you got to be with people that are equally yoked. Mm, equally yoked. Because, because if they're not, it's just going to cause you stress. It's just going to mm-hmm. cause so much chaos because they aren't like you. And that's okay. Go let them find somebody that's like them. Because I'm telling you, not knowing how to pray over food is wild. How you don't know how to tell God thank you? That's <laughs> That just goes to show that you're, you don't have a strong relationship. Or right. a, strong, a strong spiritual foundation is perhaps like the most important thing that I look for now in a man. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, they're not, if they don't have anybody to answer to, Imagine how they're about to do you. Like, just just let that sink in. Like, like, despite whatever God he answers to, if he doesn't have one spiritual master, one spiritual being that he answers to, he's going to, tr- he, the things he's going to do to you. <laughs> because there's no consequences for his actions. He thinks that he'll, that right he's going to die and that's it. Right. He doesn't. He he's not thinking of the consequences of his action. Uh, don't ever. Don't. I know women. We love to. Well, y'all love. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I've been. I've been a Barbara the Builder before. Bro, no, no, we're no, no. all guilty. We we listen. <laughs> but Treat you can't build no spiritual foundation on no man as a finished product. You will know if somebody wants to elevate by their conversation and by their actions. Sometimes you can meet people and they just tell you what you want to hear. Like, for instance, myself, I'm always trying to do something else to the point where it's really freaking tiring. Mm -hmm. You know this. You can meet someone and they'll be like, yeah, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. Six months down the line, they're still doing the same thing. No progress, no nothing. They're not even talking about it no more. It was just something to get you. Yeah. You will know because they will be so busy focused on that one thing that they say they're trying to do. Girl. So do not be Bob the Builder. We do not be, build men up. What no, we can Bob do is come built and build together. But right. I'm not finna be on level ten and you on level three. I'm not I'm not no. Because you know, people people will have something to say about that. I don't care. But I worked hard to get the level ten. Right. right, I'm trying to get to level 15, and you on level three. And I think the thing about that is like, by the time because because a lot of women, um, and I suffered from this myself because a lot of women fall for the love bombing in the initial stages. Once once a woman's in love, now you're trapped, right? So once you already fail at your vetting process, you're already trapped. So now you now all there's left in the relationship is hope, right? <laughs> It's, it's sheer hope. <laughs> it's sheer hope. So once the so once the love bombing is gone, now we're just attached to what was and to be that feeling that we had in the, in the beginning of the relationship. And so by the time that you realize that developmentally he's a three, and you're a seven, you're trapped. So then you try to make him a seven. And by you make by you trying to make him a seven, you're really making yourself a five. Girl, you're gonna be a two. You're really making yourself. <laughs> you're gonna be a two. I want to give it a zero, but since I can't, you know, cause, <laughs> I'll give it cause, a two. Because okay, think about it. Let's do some math. <laughs> you gotta meet you him down there, seven, so you're right? like he had three. So I already ch- subtract that, right? 
Okay, so boom, you pouring into him physically, spiritually, mentally. Girl, really, you are one. And now, because you were at level seven, and you done spent all that time, all that effort. Now you at ground zero. He done got to level eight. Mm-hmm. And then he done went to go be with girl on level six. Literally. And now, six thinks she better than you when you was just seven. <laughs> and you could have been on level 15. And met all dude on level 20. Mm-hmm. But you want to settle for level three. But you, you know, that's why it's so <laughs> important to once. The math ain't mathing. Right. But those, like, one thing about those type of relationships, they come to you when you need to learn to love yourself. Facts. Because every time you level up spiritually, the man that comes to meet you comes to meet you at that at that spiritual level. So although, and not to say that you can't go from a 7 to a 1 and come back as a 10, because you can, and I did it before. Did. Both <laughs> did. Yes. So the next man that you date, the, the next relationship that you had, like all of my relationships have gotten better and better quality because my boundaries get stronger and stronger. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm accept by accepting less and less, um, I'm able to get more and more of what I want until I find the spiritually ascended partner. Facts. Just like I said, focus on yourself. Do what you need to do. Soon as I got out of that tragic situation, Ooh, yeah. um, I leveled up. Got a right. better job. I got a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um. I had took a break on my acting. Like, I was really going hard with my acting. And because I had someone in my face all the time, it Mm -hmm. had to get put on the back burner. And so, you know, to this day, I'm still pissed because, like, I could have been a lot further, right? But I also have to accept that I needed to go through that. You needed to. I I needed to go. Character (laughs) development. Also, be mindful of what you ask God for. At the Mm. beginning of the year. Because that year, in my journal, I wrote, God, I need growth. I I don't want no more character development. I just want some uh, prosperity. Do not pray (laughs) that prayer if you're not ready to let those people go. And y'all know which prayer I'm talking about. Because God God has a quicker delivery than Amazon Prime. Than Amazon Prime, whenever you pray that prayer and you ask God... God, take anybody out of my life who is holding me back, who doesn't need any harm. He will, boom, instantly send you. He'll instantly send that sign. He'll instantly send you that download. See, look. I prayed that prayer on accident. I didn't mean for it to come out of my mind when I was praying that night, but it did. 24 hours later, somebody had to go, okay? But that same 24 hours after that, what? New job. Mm-hmm. So, be careful. I mean, I'm not tripping because, but it hurts though. Like it, yeah. Because like you mean well. About that. You you mean well for people, and sometimes that's not always the case for them. Some people are fighting their own battles, their own demons, and they take it out on you. But also, you gotta let God handle them. Yeah, we you gotta talk- let God handle that because where you are at, you don't. You shouldn't even be putting the energy to them. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't even be giving it to them, because you need to be focused on what you need to do. Right. So mm. they can't come and experience these blessings with you. That's why God makes room for new people. Everybody and the people that I've met 
I couldn't even be any more grateful for them because they have pushed me. I have grown so much and I prayed for these type of friendships, these type of relationships that I have with these new people. Mm-hmm. And it makes me look back at the things that I accepted from people. And I'm like, what was wrong with me? What was I going through to think that this was okay for somebody to treat me like this? It's the, it's the, it's the type of spiritual consciousness that you were in at the time. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know what I'm saying? Not even just you, but like all of us, like we, during, while we're getting treated like that, we never look around and be like, Oh, even if we do, like, oh, this kind of is messed up. Um, we're not willing to do anything about it. It's not until you you reach that ascension to wherever you look back at the relationship and you're like, oh, I didn't deserve that at all. Like, there's still things that I'm processing. I did them nothing. I, you know, and sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I did do something. Like, <laughs> I'm able to take responsibility for my own things. Um, everybody hurts other people. Every, You know what I'm saying? Like, point me to the perfect person. We're all the villain in somebody's story. Right, but some people, some people make mistakes, and it's a mistake. Some people make mistakes out of good intention, um, and some people genuinely have bad intentions. And those mm-hmm. are the mistakes that you cannot forgive: um, is the intentions and the people and the character behind those mistakes. Um, but it's it's all part of a bigger plan. And once you're ready to, once you know what I'm saying, once we release mm-hmm. control over our lives and let God do what God do. Our lives became so much better, like, so yeah. much. But, yes, um, this was such a good talk. It was. It was such a good episode. We're going to have to have a three-peat. Period. <laughs> Wait, we're going to have to have a three-peat because I enjoyed this so much. Alana has some new projects for us um, on the way. Yes. Um, and, sh- and so she'll tell you where she can, where y'all can follow her and things like that. Okay, so my Instagram is Giselle Blue. G-I-S-S-E-L-L-E-B-L-U-E. And my Twitter is Delana Avis, D-A-L-A-N-N-A-A-V-I-S underscore. (laughs) Um, And right now I am working on writing web series and short scripts. So they'll be out there soon. And we will be waiting. Y'all tune in. Yes. Thank you all. And this was this episode of the Healing Hour podcast. Bye, you guys.